Well, hello and welcome to Binge Watch, the podcast where we take a look at the hottest new TV and film releases on streaming television platforms. I'm Hannah Fernando, the editor of Woman magazine. And I'm Ian McEwen, writer on Watch on TV, TV Times and WatchToWatch.com. And today, we're looking at the new releases for the week starting Friday the 2nd of April 2021, including Amazon's Guantanamo Bay drama, The Mauritanian, starring Benedict Cumberbatch and Jodie Foster. We'll also be talking about Idris Elba's coming-of-age story, Concrete Cowboy, on Netflix and horror series, Creep Show on Shudder. But first, Ian, what's in the news? Well, hot off the press, Hannah. Um, Coming up on Sky, there's a new sci-fi series called Intergalactic. Now, just before lockdown happened, I was lucky enough to go on set for this one. And it looks really exciting. I've watched a couple of episodes. It's about a sort of prison spaceship full of convicts. And a police officer is framed and put on this ship to go to an off-world prison. And there's a mutiny. And they... They go in search of this place called Arcadia and there's terrorism going on. Parminder Nagra's in it. Thomas Turgoose is in it from This Is England. So, yeah, it looks like a rip-roaring sci-fi adventure. What's caught your eye, Hannah? Well, on Discovery Plus, there's a, a series um, called Being Serena and it's uh, about the, the the brilliant tennis player Serena Williams and it's a five five-parter and it will kind of, I suppose, look at the real pivotal and key moments in her life and tennis career. So for those tennis fans, I think that'll be really good. A good week, I think it's fair to say, this week. And we're going to start off with a new film coming up on Netflix that you're going to tell us about. I am. Concrete Cowboy. Now, um, I don't know if anyone's a fan like I am of Idris Elba. I'd imagine the resounding answer is absolutely yes. Um, let's have a little listen to the clip and then we can have a chat about it. I know you. You hops, boy. When I get up off this ground, I should oh, Your daddy got rules that you're not abiding by. Yo, what are you doing? You won't ride the street life? You can't be in my house. You won't wise up? You welcome back. Welcome back to what? I ain't got no home here. That's your choice. Okay, so Idris Elba, um, it, it's this is based on on a, a novel called Ghetto Cowboy. So this is kind of already out there. Some people might be familiar with the, with the book already. Um, so you kind of, if you've read that, you're going to know what's what's happening. But this really absolutely brings it to life. Um, and you see Idris Elba, um, who, by the way, is actually allergic to horses, and he runs a stables. <laughs> so it's just a little fact there. So it's quite an unusual one for him to take on. But he's um, playing the part of an American dad um, running this this urban stables um, and riding horses on the streets of Philadelphia. So the kind of the whole premise is kind of a, a kind of a bit weird. And his estranged son uh, has been expelled. Uh, his son is called Cole in in the film, and he's played by Stranger Things star Caleb McLaughlin. So he, he's been expelled from school for fighting. It's kind of obvious what's happening. His mother sent him away to try and get him away from this life of crime that he's about to fall into, and sends him away to live with Idris Elba, who, who whose character is called Harp in Philadelphia. And it's really the hard school of Knox here because he's not really interested. There's no kind of real connection between the two of them. And he's like like it or lump it and there's one scene where he walks in and there's a horse in the house he's like i'm not i'm not staying here there's a horse in the house he goes well <laughs> if you walk out that door the door's locked and it's locked until seven in the morning it's up to you and that's stable kind of how door it is locked stable doors locked um 
And you see, I mean, it's kind of quite predictable, I suppose. What I really liked about it is that Idris Elba, when he's been interviewed about this, has talked a lot about his relationship with his own father. And I think he's drawn on his own experience. So you see quite a sort of sentimental kind of finale, I suppose. Um, and I think he's drawing on his own experiences and that's why it feels so real and I think quite genuine. The music's great in this. If you love horses, beautiful, beautiful animals in, in, in this film. And... Um, I think it's really good. I, I, I know that the critics have been relatively harsh on it, but what did you think, Ian? It's interesting, isn't it? I like the fact that it's actually based on real-life stables, the Fletcher Street stable, because obviously when people think about cowboys, they tend to think about white guys riding around in Stetsons. But there is this tradition of, mm. of sort of African-American cowboy as well, and, and then this is based on a true story. So, yeah, obviously Idris is, like, super cool already, and... The, he looks even more cool <laughs> riding around a city on a horse. He's <laughs> great. Doesn't he? Um, so, yeah, it's nice to see him in something new because all I've been seeing him in lately is uh, adverts for Sky. And there's a bit of a Stranger Things theme to this week's <laughs> podcast, as we'll find out in a moment. But, um, yeah, Caleb from Stranger Things. Wow, he looks a lot older, doesn't he? Of course. Yeah, I think they're, they're both great. And it's got that slight kind of boys yeah. in the hood vibe of the dad trying to kind of point the, the young man, his son, on the right path because there's a chance that um, Cole was going to kind of fall in with his old childhood friend who's who's kind of involved in crime. So, yeah, it's a really unusual story. Um, I loved Idris in it. I did feel that the ending was a little bit kind of pat and sentimental. But, um, yeah, I just felt there's a lot to enjoy in it. Yeah, definitely. And it's great to see Idris on, the, well, I say the big screen. We're watching it on the small screen. Mm. Okay, something slightly different. Are you aware of the streaming platform Shudder, Hannah? I am now, yes. Okay. Because <laughs> well, after watching this, I really did shudder. <laughs> oh, it's a go-to place for horror fans. Anyway, they have got a new series called Creep Show, and here is a clip. There are things in the corners of this world. Help me! They'll drive you insane. A new generation of horror has arisen from the dead. So this is a second series of Creepshow, which was the first series was very popular when it was shown on Shudder. And it's a sort of an anthology series of, of terrifying tales. And it was actually dreamed up by um, Greg Nicotero, who works on The Walking Dead. And it's based on the 1982 film from George A. Romero and Stephen King, which was a sort of anthology film of, of scary stories. There are a few familiar faces uh, you may recognise, including Molly Ringwald from The Breakfast Club. So, um, I've watched episode one. Now, the first story, there's two, two stories in each episode. So, the first story is about this um, young kid who's really into kind of uh, hand-built model monsters. But his home life is very unhappy. His mum's ill. He's got this really annoying uncle. And they do a sort of recreation of, of one of those old black and white monster movies with featuring the mummy and the gill man. It's, it's brilliantly done. Anyway, I don't want to give away the story, but the one I absolutely loved is the second story, which is called Public Television of the Dead. I don't know if you ever watched that series, The Joy of Painting, which I think is on BBC Four. 
It's a really old series with that guy with the afro and the beard painting pictures, landscapes. Anyway, check it out if you've not seen it. This is a this is a bit of a riff on that series and also the wonderful Evil Dead uh, movies from Sam Raimi. So it's it's uh, set on a public TV channel in America. And one of the programs is like an antiques show and someone brings in the Book of the Dead, which featured in the Evil Dead movies, which is basically a book. It's covered in human skin. And if you open it and read the incantations, this demon starts possessing people. So that's that's the setup. And then it, the, the guy who does the painting show, which is based on the joy of painting, um, gets involved in fighting the demons and it's just it's terrific it's got a really smart sense of humor i mean it is scary as well it's i think it is scary i think it was really scary yeah what was it what did you think i wasn't sure if you'd like this uh, hannah what was your take on it well I, I mean you have to be in the mood for something sort of creepy like this don't you and and kind of it, it just makes you jump but i think i probably was when i when i when i had a look at this and i was in the mood for it i think it's great i think it's really well done it's 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 smart humour, like you say, but it's it's cleverly put together as well. Um, and I think that you don't have to be a hardcore horror fan to like this. I think this will kind of encapsulate a lot, a lot of other people too. Absolutely. Well, we've got another movie for you uh, coming up on Amazon Prime. Hannah, tell us all about The Mauritanian. Yeah, The Mauritanian. Well, I mean, this is just, this week is just banging, isn't it? I mean, absolutely brilliant the Mauritanian on Amazon Prime one of my favorite streaming platforms as we all well know um again a really compelling but a true story um and it's starring um the serpents Tahir Rahim um and he's the accused terrorist suspect in prison in Guantanamo Bay for 14 years of that charge now I don't know about you but I'm quite obsessed with the Guantanamo Bay and kind of the idea that you get a look behind the curtain there let's have a little listen to a clip and then and then we can talk about it you want to represent the head recruiter for 9-11? Mohamedou Oldslahi, the Mauritanian held in Guantanamo. He recruited the guys who flew your friend's plane into the South Tower. He put those men on my husband's plane? I'm going to make him pay. So um, this really is an all-star cast. We've got... Um, Academy Award winners all over the shop um, with Jodie Foster with it's directed by Oscar winning filmmaker Kevin MacDonald um, we've got Benedict Cumberbatch in here I mean it's, it really is everywhere you look is is a, is a starry cast and um, it's already been nominated for best film at the, the, the upcoming BAFTAs and so it's it's quite a sad story, really, because, as I say, you get to look behind the curtain of Guantanamo Bay, and, and as I say, it's based on a true story. And it's the idea that um, that this person is has been incarcerated now for many years, but without actually being charged with anything. And, um, as I say, it's based on a, a true story, um, as you see him fight for his freedom and you've got um, two defense attorneys who have decided to take it upon themselves to fight for justice and to prove that this isn't the way the US um, justice system should work and you've got Jodie Foster who um, who plays the character of Nancy Hollander and her associate Terry Duncan who's played by Shailene Woodley and they fight for for this guy's rights to be heard, at the very, very least. And it's just, um, 
it's quite emotional, really, I think, looking at it, because, as I say, it is, I think anything that's based on a true story really anchors something. You, th you can't just pass it off, oh, well, it's just, it, it didn't really happen. Um, it did, and it, it's, um, it's incredibly captivating. It's, it's one of those films that you absolutely need to watch. It's, you can't have one eye off it or cooking the dinner at the same time. You need to be sat there watching it, and the, the kind of the drama, the music, absolutely everything about it makes it, I, I, I think it's absolutely brilliant. I don't know what you think, Ian. It's interesting, isn't it? And, and the, the fact that uh, this guy, uh, Mohamedou Ould Salahi, was held for 14 years without being charged. I mean, that's staggering, isn't it? So we mm. both loved The Serpent and Tahar Rahim was, was fantastic in that as, as the, the killer. Um, I think he's the best performer in this, even though he's up against Foster Agreed. and Cumberbatch. I just think he absolutely brings it all together because I, I do kind of think that Jodie Foster and Benedict Cumberbatch are a little bit underused in this and I wasn't totally convinced by their characters um, Cum Weren't you? Cumberbatch is sort of doing a real deep south accent isn't he and he's the military man who's like the prosecutor but he suddenly has this complete change of heart which I didn't quite but it took quite a while to get to that yes. point. I mean, I, I, I think, I think the, I think his accent. I was, I was really watching that because we've talked about this many times before, haven't we? Where you kind of you listen to accent and think, oh, that's not very authentic, and it just doesn't work. I think he did do a good job yeah, of that. He did. And, and and Jodie Foster, I think, I know what you're saying, but I, I, I felt that she really didn't care whether this guy was guilty or not guilty. What she was fighting for was a bigger picture. That 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 justice should be yes somebody has to be tried or for their crimes and actually there was no evidence to detain this person so and she seemed completely because you, you saw her sidekick if you like for once of a better term saying oh, what if what if he is guilty she's like what if he is there's no evidence to say that he is guilty yeah, that's the point that is a good point i mean i would have liked to find out a bit more about his backstory because because the reason he fell under suspicion was that his cousin rang him from uh, a, a satellite phone that belongs to Osama bin Laden. I, I would have quite liked mm. to hear a little bit more about that. The, the torture scenes are, are really pretty grim, aren't they? I didn't realise they used a sort of sexual torture and we knew about waterboarding. So yeah, that's it, it's interesting the way that the director has kind of framed these different sequences. Uh, it's very effective. I think it's quite just it's quite disturbing in a lot of ways actually because of course you know 9/11 you know is it's everyone it touched everybody and so I think that it you don't it's hard you feel for the person that you perhaps shouldn't feel for at some stages and then you feel for another person in another situation and you're kind of emotionally like a pendulum I think yeah and it's definitely the Guantanamo Bay story is one that has to be told uh, because of, you know the, the shocking conditions the use of torture that the the absence of any kind of due process so yeah for me um a little bit of a mixed bag but i i loved tahar rahim's central performance now you're going to be talking about something else aren't you <laughs> which takes us to a whole different place <laughs> well i said there was a bit of a stranger things theme running through this episode of Binge Watch. I mean, we don't just throw this together, Hannah. It's we all don't. planned out very carefully. We so it very much so. On, on Netflix, uh, you may or may not have come across a hidden camera show called Prank Encounters, which is presented by Gaten Matarazzo from Stranger Things. Well, it's back for a second series, 
And here's a clip. These two unsuspecting targets have never met, and they have no idea everyone they're about to meet are all actors, and everything they do will be caught on hidden cameras. You'll dig here and just, you know, go methodically. There's no rush here. I wonder what he's going to find. Yeah, this took me back to semi childhood, which, of course, <laughs> is a long time ago, Hannah. And, you know, we got a candid camera we imported from America, didn't we? We, did. we? we hadn't seen kind of hidden camera prank shows before. Then we got into doing our own things like Game for a Laugh. And then, of course, people like Anton Deck do all the, and Noel Edmonds were doing these hidden camera pranks on their shows. This is hidden camera pranks with a sort of horror theme. So they're pretty, they can be quite disturbing. Do you think they have to like um, work out the, the, the people that they're pranking beforehand and work out if their, their tickers, you know, strong I enough for this? They have to be <laughs> very careful because, I mean, if you look at series, there are some good things in series one. They're very elaborate setups, as you can imagine. So there's, I, I looked through series one first and, um, yeah, so there's one where a babysitter is, is uh, gets a job working in this house where there's a teddy bear that's, like, inhabited by a demon who's going around <laughs> trying to kill people. So, as you say, I mean, they're quite shot. Like, there are things like things exploding out of people's stomachs and ghosts and murderers raining That's about. really weird, so you that think one, it, isn't it? It could really kick off. You imagine someone could really, like, lay into someone else or, I mean, who knows what could mm. happen. What I found myself doing, which I know is wrong... It's just fast-forwarding to the, the moment when the prank actually takes place, which is right at the end of the episode. So I didn't really have the patience to sit through the whole thing. And I do kind of have reservations about practical jokes and putting unsuspecting people into these extreme situations. I mean, I it's, it's kind of compelling. We love to watch it, but it's like a guilty pleasure. I kind of feel a bit uneasy about it. What, what did you think? No, I completely agree with that. I mean, I, 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 it's a genuine question when I ask whether they kind of look at the people that they're pranking because you could have a heart attack. Some of these things are really, really scary. I mean, yeah. there's a sort of group of teenagers in a house and they think someone's coming, you know, someone's outside and the window smashes and there's this sort of, you know, awful looking, oh, creepy person that's not really a person there. It's just absolutely awful. And the, the, the demon teddy bear... <laughs> And no one else sees it moving, just just the babysitter. That was quite um, good. Yeah, and and then and then like you mentioned about the, sort of the alien that comes out of the stomach, or what, it's not really an alien, but whatever it is coming out of the stomach. I mean, they're screaming. These surgeons are screaming, <laughs> and you think, how have they? I mean, unless they're all in on it. I mean. I, is it genuine? Well, so, yeah, they have like most of the people are actors, and then they might have one or two victims um that, that that they place in the middle of the situation but yeah i mean when when gayson sort of he jumps out of his van and runs in to do the reveal and and, and you realize that the timing is pretty crucial because often when he decides to do it it's all really about to kick off in quite a bad all, way no. so yeah i mean i don't know I, I i watched recently the um the third can you believe they made three jackass movie which is on netflix and um mm. i mean Two things I thought, grow up, I thought, was one. But it, there's something there's something about all those practical jokes. Like, their practical joke is to sort of come and punch someone really hard in the face with a boxing glove and um, things like that. And it's dreadful, really, but we somehow it's compelling. I don't know. It, it appeals to yeah, quite a nasty a part of us, I think. But um, <laughs> you, can't help, you can't help but watch it and laugh. 
Anyway. Like people falling over. Well, that's right. It's wrong to laugh. You've been framed. It's a winner. We're terrible people. Well, Hannah, we've come to that part of the podcast where I ask you what you've been binge watching. So reveal all. Well, I'm I'm very much enjoying, um, very UK centric, I know, but we're being very much enjoying the Anton Deck Saturday Night Takeaway, okay. um, which, uh, you know, says it on the tin, it's on Saturday nights, but that's fun. And you talked about Anton Deck and they kind of, they do do some of these pranks. Mm-hmm. So they also do the, um, you know, they send a celebrity into a room and they tell them what to say yes. through a speaker and the other people don't know. So it is in, it's in some ways and it's very, very funny to watch, although it's not scary. So it's a slightly different thing. Um, and then also I've been um, having a look. I know we talked about this not long ago, the flight attendant. Yes. Um, and I and I and I do sort of like it. And I, I but I'm kind of watching it again and I'm thinking it's. There's parts of it that are kind of irritating me, but I'm sticking with it again. I'm going to watch it again. You know, second time round, you just think, oh, you know, you see bits that you hadn't seen the first time round, and and it's sort of, I'm finding I'm finding myself being a bit impatient this time. But anyway, and Fair of enough. course, just for a bit of bit of light relief, portrait artist of the year, because oh, why wouldn't you? Lovely. How about you, Ian? I watch MasterChef all the time, and imagine my surprise when I saw a former colleague of ours. Ting Dalton, who used to work on What's On TV magazine, she was one of the contestants. So that was Yay. very exciting. Also, I, I, I looked at a couple of films that I can recommend uh, on BBC iPlayer. There's a, a Brian Wilson biopic uh, called Love and Mercy. And it's got Paul Dano and John Cusack playing the Beach Boys, Brian Wilson, at different stages in his life. The Dan, Dano story is at the time when he's recording his masterpiece, Pet Sound. Um, so I recommend that. And The Sisters Brothers on uh, Netflix is a rather unusual Western with Joaquin Phoenix and uh, John C. Oh. Riley as brothers who are sort of uh, bounty hunters. I recommend that as uh, worth a look. Now, we've just got time to look ahead to what we're going to be talking about next week. Hannah, what's on the agenda? Well, Andy Samberg is stuck in a time loop. In my favourite streaming platform, Amazon Prime's acclaimed new rom-com, Palm Springs. Okay, and over on Netflix, uh, we're going to have Bridesmaids star Melissa McCarthy and Oscar winner Octavia Spencer as an unlikely pair of superheroes in the comedy Thunder Force. So we're looking forward to that. But in the meantime... Keep... 